All right. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. I'm not going to hear a lot of you because I see the, the cameras are muted, but I'm always good glad morning. and grateful to be a part of this. And I, I just don't plan on turning these down. Um, I appreciate you, Elder Kelly, uh, for always inviting me and for the men, because I've been primarily speaking to the men, for letting me come back. Um, I think what we're going to talk about today uh, is appropriate. And I love the text that you use in all things, give thanks. So how do I give thanks when everything is hitting the fan? How do I stay in an attitude of thankfulness? And I'm gonna be using two terms interchangeably, the term thankfulness and the term gratefulness. I'm gonna use them interchangeably. Um, I'm gonna introduce something to you today that maybe you've not thought of before, and then I'm going to show you the benefits of being thankful or practicing gratitude. Now, let's talk about this mantra. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for who you are. It's something that we always hear. Always show gratitude for what God has given to you. It's a common mantra. But being deliberate in the midst of rising gas prices, food shortages, in the midst of political turmoil, social unrest, how do I remain and be thankful and grateful in the midst of all of that? Particularly since we are hardwired because of sin to always focus on the negative. So how am I gonna be thankful when my own genetic background, I'm predisposed to always see the negative? I tell everybody, I can give you 15 compliments and tell you one thing that you could do better and you'll leave my presence and you'll talk about how bad I was because I told you that one thing. You'll forget the 15 other things I told you. That's because we are hardwired to always focus on the negative. And yet, the scripture says, be thankful. In psychology, we have a principle that we call the 5-1 ratio. The 5-1 ratio. What that says is for every one negative, it takes five positives to break even. I want that to sink in. For every one negative, it could be a word, a thought, an action, it literally takes five positives just to break even. Now that you've gotten a little shock, we are hardwired to focus on the negative and because our brains do this remarkable thing of helping us normalize things very quickly. So we take things for granted. We don't always look at it in a positive light. We're not always thankful because our brains normalizes everything. You ever wonder why people can stay in dysfunctional situations, unhealthy situations, and, and be okay? That's because your brain is helping you to accept it as it's okay. That's what I mean when I say normalize it. Your brain actually helps you to accept it as okay. And once we start down this negative path of thinking, 
it's hard to be grateful or thankful about anything. Did you know that you can literally hardwire yourself to be a negative person? Did you know you can hardwire yourself to be a positive person? Let me show you how it happens. Your brain every night or every day does recordings on you. I know this is gonna sound like sci-fi, but just hear me out. Did you know that your brain records you? It records about four things every day. Your brain records everything you say to yourself. Your brain records everything you hear. Your brain also records everything you do. And last but not least, your brain records all the things you think. Now these recordings are supposed to be temporary. The brain stores them. So like when you watch uh, Mission Impossible, at the beginning of each show, they'll say, should you choose to accept this message? And if you do so, this message will self-destruct in three seconds and they start everyone that way. I grew up with Mission Impossible, came on every week. Not these Tom, Tom uh, Cruise movies, but those two. Well, these temporary recordings that your brain does every day are supposed to be temporary. But if you keep thinking, hearing, saying, and then doing the same thing, your brain has the ability to take these recordings and make them permanent. And then it hardwires it into your brain circuitry, and then it becomes a program. So just, just imagine if you grew up in a relatively positive home, did you know that by the time a young person is a boy or girl is 17, they would have heard, watch this now, by the time a boy or girl is 17, they would have heard 184, or I should say recorded, 184,000 negative messages. We're supposed to be thankful and grateful. 184,000 negative messages that we don't know how often they were repeated that were literally turned into a program and now you do it. So we can literally hardwire ourselves to either be positive or we can hardwire ourselves to be negative in the way we think, talk, and ultimately act. And yet the scripture says, in all things, be thankful. Now, researchers have found that practicing gratitude and thankfulness can have not just a positive mental impact on people, but it can help lower your stress levels. It can reduce pain. It can definitely improve your immune system. Yeah, there are some benefits, and we know that the quickest way to rewire your brain, because your brain is designed to learn new things, some of you might have heard me say this before, we'd have to be a million years old before our brains would exhaust, exhaust its capacity to learn new things. So the way God designed the brain 
was that for it to always be rewiring itself, learning new things. But once your brain records you and learns you, because the other thing your brain does is memorize us. Once our brain records us, it learns all of our habits, learns what we like and don't like, learns all of our preferences, and learns everything. Then the brain puts us on autopilot. Now we have to literally force ourselves to be different and better. So then once your brain puts, you, puts us on autopilot, we pretty much are stuck like we are until we learn that you are more powerful than your brain. The God designed that your brain follow your mind and your mind is designed to follow you and you are designed to follow Christ. That's why Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. So if I'm in Christ and if I'm a new creature in Christ, ere all things are passed away, all things have become new. As I submit to Christ on a daily, continuous, continuous basis, Christ in me changes the way I think, and the way I think forces the brain to rewire and learn the new behavior. Man, that's, I wish I could shout, because I can't. You guys would probably get, get scared and run away. I want to shout, because that's beautiful. And I tell people, there's no way you stuck like you are. There's no way, unless you just want to be. The thing is, God doesn't force his way in. He has to be invited in. But once you invite him in and keep inviting him in, man, ooh. So let's get into this gratitude and thankfulness. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your emotions. Where do you think emotions come from? And everybody on the planet has somewhere between 27 and 30. So I'm just going to name a few off the top of my head. So we got anger. We got sadness, happiness, joy, excitement. We got anxiety. We had grief. Uh, uh, shame, guilt, rather, shame, guilt. We have confusion. We have frustration. But gratitude is also an emotion. We even have happiness. Happiness. Now, I'm not naming all of them, but I gave you a, a listing. Where do you think they come from? They primarily come from how you think. And the rest of them come, some of them come from how we think, and some of them come from your brain, from your brain. All these emotions. Now, I hear couples say all the time, I just want to make my wife or I want to make my husband happy. Let me just pop that balloon real quick. Because research also tells us that gratitude and thankfulness can lead to better and more effective happiness within you. But I hear couples say all the time, hey, I want to make my wife happy or I want to make my, 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 my partner happy. And, uh, and I'm just going to tell you this right now. You guys let me know when you're ready because this is not, you're not going to like this. All right, here it comes. <laughs> your partner is not responsible for your happiness. They're not. They are not. How can somebody give me what God gave me already when I was born? 
happiness is one of your basic emotions. How can you give me happiness or make me happy? You can't. Thus, if you can't give it to me and make me happy, how can you take it away? Oh, there's some things we can do and say to each other that makes us unhappy, but you got 27 to 30 emotions and happiness is but one of them. You have the ability every day to choose to be happy, just like you have the ability every day to choose to be thankful and grateful. It's all about a choice. And no, happiness does not mean that everything is going great and uh, all, yeah, it doesn't mean that at all. Paul says, and in whatever state I find myself, I'm content, I'm happy. Why? Because my happiness does not come from external things. If external things can make us happy, Solomon would have been the happiest man on the planet, but he wasn't. And when you go back and you look at the study of, of Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, and that whole 12 chapters is divided up into four sections, and he grouped two or three things that we chase to make us happy, of which relationships are one of them. And he says at each conclusion, he says food and money and fame and relationships, all that stuff, pursuit of all this knowledge and education, that stuff's not going to make you happy. You know what he said was going to make you happy? He says, fear God, give honor and glory to him. That's where your happiness is the source of your happiness, but you have to find it from within yourself. Just like you have to find thankfulness and gratitude from within. So what if I told you that gratitude is both an emotion and an action? I want to stop here because I want to get some responses. What if I told you that gratitude is both an emotion and an action? I want to hear what you want to say about that. You can just raise your hand and we'll acknowledge you and respond to what Dr. Lake has just challenged us with. I'm quiet this morning. <laughs> Man. When you say I gratitude, know. oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ron. Uh, I, I can see how gratitude can be both an emotion and an action. Uh, I, I go to work, I leave for work early in the morning, 3.30, 4.30 in the morning. Um, and that's my, this takes me about an hour commute going into LA. Um, and that's my time, my prayer time and really my time uh, with God alone in my car. Um, it's dark outside. And the more that I read my word, um, the more that I pray, the more that I give uh, thanks, and the more that I understand and acknowledge God for his grace and his mercy, um, the more gratitude that I have. And, and for me, um, prayer and acknowledging what God has done mm. in my life, um, even and probably more so for me, even more of the rough times, um, that I've been through and, and seeing not necessarily that God has brought me through it, but he's been there with me. And because God has been there, I have this certain 
uh, this certain level and degree of peace in my life that I've never had before. Um, but the more that I read his word and the more that I understand the promises and what he has done in my life, I see how God operates and that, and for that I'm thankful. So I choose then to shift myself to a position of gratitude and thanks by understanding and acknowledging um, God's presence, his power, um, and, 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 and even that he's been there even through my brokenness, but you gotta, I was talking to my partner that's on the call this morning, but, but you gotta understand what it means to be broken and see that and, and then allow God to come in and, and carry you through. Um, and for me, that's when I'm, when I'm most gracious um, and most thankful for his work. So I, I can understand that because you got to choose to shift into that place. Um, and, and if you understand and acknowledge God for who he is and what he's done, um, we should always op operate in a position from gratitude. Anybody else? I have a question. Is, is gratitude an emotional or spiritual response or can it be both? I believe it can be both. Out of a thankful heart, I pour out my spirit, my, I pour out to God. Again, I, I, I think it's both. And I'm not separating thankfulness or gratitude. I see them as one side of the coin versus the other side of the coin. But it's something you choose, and then it's something you practice. All right, Brother Tracy. I uh, I agree um, with Ron. I'm, I just I make mine a little bit shorter version because um, it's just something that wells up in me when I'm grateful. I can feel grateful, like I can feel anger. Mm -hmm. But what do I do with it um, when I'm grateful? you know, I begin to just think of all the things that I'm grateful for. And it wells up in my my body as an emotion uh, and a feeling. And uh, when I when I do that, I want to express to whom I'm grateful to and mm -hmm. grateful for at the same time. And that gives me an outward emotion, uh, an outward uh uh, I exhibit it outward to the one that I'm grateful for, which is the Father, Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit. I am grateful that they gave me this emotion of being grateful. Take one more. So, uh, Dr. Lake, are you, Dr. Lake, are you saying then that a thankful person is not likely to be behaving in a negative manner? I'm saying, I'll say right off the bat, yes. Um, our, our minds are extremely powerful. Um, you guys have heard me say that they're the second most powerful thing. Our minds are the second most powerful thing on the planet after God. But our minds operate very simplistically. They don't multitask like we like to think we do. If we were really multitasking, guys, we'd be far more accomplished than we are. Your, 
we, we operate the way our mind operates. We operate in a black or white world. It's either I'm grateful or I'm ungrateful. I'm happy or I'm unhappy. That's how simplistically your mind works. And you cannot have both. You can't be thinking gratitude and being ungrateful at the same time. See, whatever I think becomes the things that I say and the actually things that I ultimately will do. You can't do both. That's why James says a double-minded man is unstable because you, you're trying to play both. It's either one or the other. If I am truly thankful and out of that thankful or gratitude, it changes me. It changes how I act. It changes how I think. It changes what I say. It changes what I do. It changes me totally. Just the act of thankfulness and gratitude alone can change your life and it can do it instantly. So I tell people, hey, look, the more you, we stay in the attitude of practicing thankfulness or gratitude, the better your life becomes, the more positive you act and feel and become, even talk. Even in a hard situation when you got someone that doesn't like you or you didn't get that promotion. Hey, I've got a, God says, be thankful in all things. So why, how can I train myself to look at things in a way that says, thank you, God, for taking me through this thing that I don't not, I do not like. Thank you for not giving me that job because you got something better for me. How do I practice that on, in a, on a continual basis? You got to choose to do it as has been said. You got to choose to do it. And sometimes you got to do it all day long because there's enough stuff coming at us and hitting us that can make us so negative. And this is how things work. Everybody on this call has, we've all had some bad things happen to us. If you start thinking about the bad thing that is going on in your life or that has happened in your life for anything more than about two hours, it will change your mood. If you are still thinking about this thing for anything longer than about a week, it can change your temperament. And when you start thinking and focusing on all the bad things that has happened or that you're not experiencing, and this now starts getting into months and years, it will be enough to change a person's personality. I hope you guys are hearing this. The more we dwell on negativity, it'll start changing your mood. Eventually, it'll change your temperament. And ultimately, it'll change your personality. Gratitude and thankfulness rewires the brain and changes you like this to be, to be more positive, to be more upbeat, and it changes the lens through which you see life. If you see life through a negative lens, you're not going to be grateful. You're going to be mad and moody and irritable. So you sometimes we look at our partners through these same negative lenses. You look through your husband or your wife through a negative lens long enough, you'd be wanting to go down to the courthouse and file for divorce because there's nothing like marriage that's like a spotlight. It, it just illuminates all the crap of the other person. And if you start looking at that long enough, 
here's what happens. We are picture-oriented as humans. We literally move to what we see in our minds. If I like what I see, I naturally and organically move toward it. That's the natural organic motivation. When we were dating, we saw somebody and we go, wow, we like that. And because we liked it, we moved toward it. But as soon as you don't see what you like or you don't like what you see, our natural instinct is to move away from it. And then there are stretches in our life or in our relationships where we don't see anything. That's the feeling of feeling stuck. So I tell people in all phases of your, of your life, be it in a relationship, be it in a, uh, your personal life, your spiritual life, or how you even see your light yourself, you are moving always. You're either moving forward, feeling stuck, or moving back. There's no point when you're just standing still. You're either moving forward, feeling stuck, or moving back. And even feeling stuck, there's no such thing as not moving. So if you're feeling stuck, you are going backwards. Now, gratitude keeps you moving forward. Thankfulness keeps you moving forward. It makes you want to get up and keep trying because today I got this anticipatory attitude when I wake up. I don't know what God's going to do today, but I'm expecting something great because he said he'd take all the bad stuff and make some good come from it. That, isn't that what he said in Romans chapter 8? All things work together. Well, when you read the Greek, it's literally translated, God will take all the bad and figure out a way to make some good come from it. So every day, I'm waking up going, all right, what you going to do today, Lord? Who's going to call? Who am I going to meet? What's going to happen today that's going to keep me moving forward? And I just can't wait. So every day becomes an excitable experience. That's because you have hardwired yourself to always be thankful and grateful. So I tell couples, every time somebody does something to you, for you, if your husband does something, say thank you. Every time your wife does something for you, say thank you. Practice it just in the little things, saying thank you for every, thank you for making that bed. Oh man, it would feel so, thank you for the breakfast you made. Thank you, God, for the car you gave me. Uh, thank you for the job that I'm going to. Thank you for the traffic. You know why I'm thankful? Because it gives me time to think and pray. I got longer time to pray with God. Thank you for the rain that came so I can cut out on my water bill that went up big this summer. Thank you, God, for every little thing. And if you don't learn to do that, your brain will normalize your normal activities and make you so ungrateful. You'll just see all of this negativity and then you'll be going, man, nothing's good is happening for me. Nothing. Now, I kind of went off on a little thing. Well, let me tell you what gratitude actually does. Gratitude is about focusing on what's good in your life and being, being thankful for the things you have. Gratitude is about pausing and appreciating and not taking things for granted because none of us are guaranteed to be here tomorrow. I'm working with a lady now. 
two months ago, her husband complained of a bad headache. He gave him some Tylenol, woke up the next day and it was still there. This went on for about a week and it was getting worse. He goes into the hospital, emergency room, they run a few tests, they take him back there and put him in and do an MRI. There was this massive growth on his brain, inoperable, incurable, and rare. And two weeks later, he's dead. Being grateful says, I'm grateful for the life and for the breath I'm about to take. Being grateful in everything. So what stops us? Our lenses that we see life through become dirty and distorted. And our natural lens because of sin is negative. And we get used to, because the brain normalizes you looking through a negative lens, your brain normalizes it, makes it okay. So you get used to seeing junk, negativity. You don't know that the more you see it, the more you dwell on it, you start accepting it as a fact. You don't think good things are supposed to happen for you. So why would I ever be thankful? You keep looking through that lens and you won't ever see anything that will make you feel like you're grateful or thankful. You'll see everything that you can complain about and you'll keep looking through that lens and slowly but surely, you just become bitter and angry and irritable. Change your lens. How do I do it? I start three things. Three things that will change your lens and will hardwire your brain to make you a positive, more thankful, grateful person. And I wrote them down. And I don't want you to forget them. So if you had a patch, I wrote four things down. Here they are. Number one, appreciate what you have. Appreciate it. Number two, say thank you often and regularly for every little thing. Number three, start a daily thankfulness gratitude journal. If you saw my phone and my notes, just one section alone, it'd probably take you 40 minutes to get all the way through it. Every day I'm putting two or three things in there that I'm thankful and grateful for. Start a journal. And, and then sometimes you got to go back and look at what you've written in there a week ago, two weeks ago, and you can see the hand of God and it makes you want to cry out, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And then number four, I wrote down here, practice staying in the present moment. Now, why would I say that? Practice staying in the present moment. Because our brains at night when we go to sleep, it takes everything that happened that particular day and turns it into a memory. So your brain is literally like a museum. Everything in a museum has already happened. So your brain is a recorder of old events. 
And if we leave our minds unchecked, unrestrained, then our minds will follow the brain and always remember the past. We don't like our past. Oh, we don't. We don't. But I'm saying we need to stay in present moment. Now, your mind is, is, is something else. Some, it can go back to the past and link up with your brain. It can talk about and think about all the bad stuff that happened too. But you can also project and start projecting stuff for the future. So some of our dreams are just forward thinking, and that's your mind helping you to move forward. But some of us go too far with it, and we start projecting all the bad stuff that happens, and we start taking that and projecting it to the future. So then we never start anything, try anything, accomplish anything, because we're too scared. Because of what happened back there, we just tend to project it over here. Well, practicing present moment says, no, you're not in your past. Only God knows the future. So how you know what's going to happen to you in the future? Why don't you learn and say and practice staying in the present moment? So what does that mean? What's going on right now in your life that you can be thankful for? Real quick, people just shout out one thing. Real quick, come on, go. One thing. Present moment, you can be thankful for. My family's alive. Amen. Amen. Keep going. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Keep going. My life. My life. My health. My health. My health. Sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. Celebrating Dwayne's birthday. Dwayne's birthday. Somebody's birthday. Somebody's birthday. Technology. My family. My children. My great children. church, great church, church family, church family. This my group. grandchildren, my grandchildren. Mm, mm, mm. My health, my breath, my health. A village praying for you. Village praying doing for well. You. My breath. Another, another day to serve him. Another day of what? To serve him. Another day to serve him. I, I some of these couples. How come you to say your partner? <laughs> Come on, somebody Praise. say that one. Praise God. Praise God, my wife. Hey, man. We always got to have one. My, my wife. wife. Education. Now, now she puts on the spot. Praise God, my new wife. Hey. Hey, man, for that. Uh, come my see wife me. starting a new class. I'm starting a new class. Now, watch this. If I'm practicing staying in the present moment, Every time my mind starts slipping back to something that happened in the past, I got to pull it back. Every time my mind starts going to the future and start predicting some bad stuff that's going to happen, I got to pull it back and I got to stay right in what's happening right this very moment. I'm alive. I got a roof over my head. I got a job. Hey, you may even be in bad health and be homeless. You still got to practice staying in the present moment. Because guess what? We all live with uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if I stay in the present moment, I can enjoy it. And if I can enjoy it, or well, how am I going to enjoy it? I do it by remembering what I'm thankful for, practicing gratitude. And guys, if we can do that, you start stringing those days together like that. Ooh, hoo -hoo. 
Have mercy. All right, I'm gonna stop right there because I know you guys got questions and we still got I got enough time to talk and ask questions. You guys talk and ask questions. So I'll stop. Oh, yeah.